This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Range. I'm Amy Westervelt. And I'm Julia Ritchie. Julia's in town visiting Range Reunion. Yay! Woo! Yeah, so I'm in town this weekend in Reno, Tahoe, um, for the Online News Association had a little regional meetup, and they actually invited me to be on a panel, which is how you know you're an adult. Yes, Is when true. you get invited to be true. on panels. Mm, panels. That, and you can rent a car, which I've done both now. So. Wow. Wow. I'm knocking out a lot of things this weekend. <laughs> but one of the first things I noticed when I... Uh, drove into town was around the corner from my old apartment in Reno is this brand spanking new recreational marijuana dispensary called Bloom. And there's a long line down the block. Uh, It's been there for like three days because that's how long I've been here. (laughs) And so I, of course, um, and just in seeing that one building in there, because it used to be kind of a, it was like a yoga studio, which is still there, but it was kind of empty for a while. Do you know what it was for quite a while? Like a spy shop, right? It was... (laughs) It was the Scottish spy shop, which I only know because my Scottish husband, like every time we drove by, was like, look, it's the Scottish shop. <laughs> and then when it went out of business, he was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they because well, I think they sold it because they knew they were going to get a good price. But in the in that like time, they opened this, this marijuana dispensary. It's completely like the foot traffic in that particular block, which was never that much. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it used to be pretty quiet in that block, and now I, I definitely noticed. It's in the part of Reno that's called Midtown, which is already gentrifying right. uh, with other shops, but I have coined the term gentrification. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. I really appreciate it. I made so many bad weed puns this whole last week. It's yeah. just been like one right after the other. But so I was like, hey, so I was like, Amy, we got to do an episode because everyone is talking about the weed shortage in Nevada. Yes. Yes. So you just did an article about it. uh, And I obviously, because of that line, I was like, I got to go see this for myself. Yeah. So for my part, selflessly, I was like, okay, everyone's talking about this weed shortage. What is that? What is that like? So I took it upon myself to go and stand in line at mm-hmm. Bloom yeah. in Midtown. Um, it's a real sacrifice. It was such a sacrifice. Um, and no one wanted to use their name, but I thought I would play some tape of me talking to people online. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys been here before? Like 10 minutes and haven't moved. Oh, okay. So I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, how much time can I really dedicate to this? That's kind of what we were thinking. I was like, we were right here. And, but once it got moving, like, it got moving. Yeah. So. And they're, what, they're limiting the quantity. That's why. So it's, like, really. But it should, go, it should move faster, right? <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. That's why I was like, oh, we're going to go. It's going to be good. I'm like, everybody got paid probably. And they're all down there. Dang. Yeah. But we haven't moved. We've been here about 10 minutes. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, you got the thing. Is that the, the, the bag? The, it's interesting. 
What does it have in it? It's just, it's it's just, just baggy. Baggy. you bring out the bag and you get a dollar off. Oh, it's like a reusable thing. Uh -huh. Oh, cool. You had to show me how to open it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ugh. so talk about what you just reported on in the last two days for the Washington Post. Yeah. So um, I, there were all these headlines coming out that I saw maybe like a week ago in the regional press that were like, state of emergency, Nevada, running out of weed. <laughs> and I was like, really, state of emergency? I feel like so, like there's something, something's being stretched I feel like there. you should only have state of emergencies for hurricanes, tornadoes, anything that like involves a movie with like uh, Bill Pullman, was it? Or Bill yes. Paxton? Yes. A movie with, Rest with Holly peace. Hunter. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and, and that is actually the truth. Um, so the, actually, the governor's office has been very careful to clarify to me that this was not a governor's state of emergency, which is reserved for natural disasters. This was a state taxation department emergency, which is quite a bit different. I heard it referred to as a tax emergency, as a statement of emergency. Yes. So the um, it, it's this really weird thing where basically when this proposition came out, the way it was written. Um, it required wholesale alcohol distributors to be the sole distributors of recreational marijuana. And then um, they that had... Mean, that, and that means the people who are delivering your, your beer and wine and liquor are also delivering your flowers and right. buds <laughs> yeah. to these shops. And edibles. I mean, everything. Products everything. and... Okay. Um, Hash buds. oil. Let's just keep listing them. <laughs> Sprays. <laughs> lotions. Gummies. <laughs> What have you? <laughs> this is our Forrest Gump moment. <laughs> so anyway, they um, had this system set up where there was sole distributorship for these wholesale alcohol distributors. The alcohol distributors had, there were a few alcohol distributor groups that had helped to write the original proposition and fund it. So this was kind of like, you know, something that they were into. And then the state had decided that they were going to do this on sale date of July 1st, which is a lot faster than every other state has done it. Um most other states wait 12 months, some wait 18 months between passage of a recreational bill and actually getting a retail system set up. Nevada was like, we're going to do it in six. <laughs> and it should be noted that they waited a long time between legalizing medical marijuana yes. a couple years prior and setting up the regulations for medical. So maybe that, uh, as a result, they wanted to speed this one up because of the complaints that resulted from how long it took them to get medical dispensaries. Yeah, I think it was that. And also they felt like because they'd taken so much time with the medical that the dispensaries which were the only ones that are that are licensed initially to sell recreational like they've already jumped through all the hoops right you know like they don't really have to vet them again for this but the alcohol distributors were kind of the great unknown on this um and i it, i get the sense that quite a few of them might have underestimated how much was involved in getting the license for distribution um a lot have voiced interest. I think they've gotten like 29 or 30 statements of interest, uh, but they've only gotten seven applications so far. Um, as of July 1st, the on-sale date, no distributor had been licensed yet. Um, so really, like the medical dispensaries had just kind of stocked up before that date because they're not actually allowed to get weed any other way now. So they had done all this kind of stockpiling, knowing that there would be a big increase. But then they had even like double what they had anticipated for um, for that. So within, I think, like a week or 10 days, they all were running low on different products, especially edibles 
which is unfortunate because edibles are really popular with medical patients too. So now you have this kind of like medical versus recreational mm. thing, which I think we talked about in our um, yeah. weed episode. Go back and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like there's... Um, there are these kind of issues that come up sometimes between the medical patients and the recreational folks. The way I've been hearing it, and I want you to weigh in because you've actually reported on this, is the liquor distributors are being maybe unfairly painted as the villains in this and that they're trying to be greedy and they want yeah. in on the business because it's generating, I think in the first four days, something like a million dollars in tax revenue, four million in sales. But that's not exactly true, right? Like it's not just the liquor distributors. It was just really a rushed process, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I think it was a rushed process. I think think that the I think the liquor distributors like pretty um sincerely didn't realize how much was involved mm-hmm. in this like they have to have like armored vehicles and shit because <laughs> another big point all weed businesses are 100% cash businesses. They aren't allowed to bank because it's still federally illegal. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with like a large amount of cash moving around. Right. Um, and the the requirements. So the way that the um, Nevada Dispensaries Association spokesperson put it to me. Um, actually, she's their executive director, too. And her name's Rihanna Durrett. Um, she said that, you know, it's not necessarily that it's more difficult to distribute weed. It's just a totally different company compliance system and so you have to like buy the tracking software and train your employees and it's just a process to get up to date on it this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos you need shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory shopify pos has everything you need to sell in person Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And you you interviewed her, so you want to, like, play a short clip of her? Yeah, here she is talking about that. The Department of Taxation adopted temporary regulations saying that not only can alcohol distributors distribute, but also already existing marijuana establishments can because Carson 2 says unless there's an insufficient number of alcohol distributors and um, the department made a determination that there were an insufficient amount. So the independent alcohol distributors sued and said, no, we have an exclusive right. The department made um, the determination, just they didn't have any evidence. <laughs> okay, so now a week into it, they don't have licenses. They're nowhere near getting licenses. But but the district court order still stands saying the, the district court agreed that the department didn't go through the right process. And right. now the department is appealing that to the Nevada Supreme Court. So that all makes sense. However, there is kind of a rumbling around town that part of this is also that the dispensaries have kind of allowed this to happen with the alcohol distributors because then they can kind of jump in now and say, hey, we have this shortage and like we've been doing this ourselves for two years. Why don't you just give us licenses? So just a few days ago, right before I got into town, I think the state uh, tax department actually had a like an emergency regulatory meeting. What happened there? 
Yeah. So the uh, Department of Taxation went before the Tax Commission to ask for permission, basically, to kind of open up the idea of giving people other than alcohol distributors licenses. So the whole way that the um, original proposition was written, it was phrased um, that marijuana would be regulated uh, similar to alcohol. And so... Um, a lot of a lot of like the arguing back and forth between dispensaries and alcohol guys has been around that language. Um, and one of the stipulations in the proposition was that the taxation department could give distribution licenses to other folks if it was shown that there was not a sufficient number of alcohol distributors who were able to get the license. So the the State Department of Tax said back in May that there was not a sufficient number. Um, A group of independent alcohol distributors sued the state over that and won. And so this thing that happened this week was um, a little bit of a like injunction on that decision. Um, And the Department of Taxation had to kind of prove now that they have all these kind of criteria in place to prove that there like genuinely aren't a sufficient number of licensable alcohol distributors to to make sure that the market is like running the way it should be. The big thing for the the Department of Tax, of course, is that if product can't flow, taxes aren't coming in. <laughs> so they're kind of, you know, it's this, it's this interesting thing where it's um, Brian Sandoval's government and Governor Sandoval was very opposed to recreational marijuana. He was, However, he's a Republican, but a moderate Republican. Republican. Yeah. yeah. But now that it's passed, he's kind of like, well, let's get our cut. You know, so and, you know, the state has a budget shortfall on schools and various other things. So they want to make sure that if this is going to be in the state, that they're making their cut off of it. So here's the executive director of the Department of Taxation talking about that. Beyond content, again, for the record, again, we did license an entity yesterday, but the process has to be followed. And I think that's the important thing to keep in mind is that we are licensing entities to participate in a market where everybody else is fully vetted and um, fully reviewed. Everybody else had to do it too. You know, the Department of Taxation has an interest in businesses operating, but we have an interest in businesses operating within the law. So when the businesses are operating, we're getting the tax revenue and that's what we do. So it's worth noting that you did try to talk to Governor Sandoval, and he did not want to talk about yeah. this right now. Yeah, they would not give me um, any any contact with him at all. And I, I think it's because he was so opposed to it and because it's still federally illegal. And, you know, Jeff Sessions has been very, like, openly opposed to the idea of recreational marijuana. However, um, he is coming to Nevada soon, correct? He was in Nevada. <laughs> he was in Nevada this week, and he met with the mayor of Las Vegas. And I talked to the guy that runs Bloom, the dispensary that you went to in Reno. And he was like, just kind of chatting about sessions and how, you know, yes, this is kind of this looming opposition that, you know, this guy could swoop in at any time and shut them down. And then he said, you know, yeah, he was meeting with the mayor of Las Vegas this week. And I've been trying to talk to her about, you know, what he said and, you know, what we can do about it. But, you know, she has to recuse herself on anything related to marijuana. And I was like, oh, really? Why? And he's like, oh, well, her son owns a dispensary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is funny, like how much overlap there is. It's like, uh, I don't know. I think it's like, you know, people people kind of like 
have strong opinions about this stuff and then they start to see money flowing and like all of a sudden their opinions start to <laughs> shift. Right. So awesome. from start to finish, it took me, I think I, I went in this morning, it took me about an hour. And when I got in, a uh, really nice guy named Josh was helping me and they had no sativa left because sativa is the one that like, you know, people that are not real you know, marijuana smokers, they want to stay awake. They don't want that right. indica high or whatever. Right, uh, so right. they were all out of that. And they only had like, I don't know, like maybe less than a dozen pre-rolls left. I mean, they really were short. So um, wow. they had stuff to sell you, but it was much less than I imagine it will They're be. Like, Take this throat spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, here's some, you know, here's a t-shirt with our logo on it. <laughs> That's funny because um, just on, I think I was there on Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe Wednesday. Yeah, I was there on Wednesday because then I went there and the next day was the tax meeting. So on Wednesday, they still had like a pretty decent inventory. Um, and I know like when I talked to Michael Alvarez is the guy that runs the retail outlets for Bloom in, in Nevada. And he was saying that, you know, they had kind of stocked up more than most because they, um, you know, they have like four places in Nevada and two elsewhere and they have a vertically integrated system. So they've got their own product company and cultivators and whatever else. So they had, you know, it was a little bit easier for them to stock up than others. But even still, by, you know, the end of this week, they were running out. And yeah, and then there's another really popular one in town called Mint in Reno. And there's like a little outdoor. That one's owned by the guy who's on all the billboards. Oh, seriously. With the fists. Joey Gilbert? Yes. Oh my God. The like the like Better Call Saul guy? Yes. Oh my God. My favorite billboard in all that of Reno. That makes so much sense. Nevada, I do miss it. I really do. <laughs> um, but I was going to say that in um, since I live in Utah now, um, because Utah is now surrounded by three sides, four if you count New Mexico, by some sort of legalized cannabis, a patient group got tired of waiting on the state legislature and they're going to push for a medical marijuana a ballot initiative in 2018. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, they'll probably get the signatures. They need to get something like 105,000 signatures mm-hmm. to get on the ballot. Um, so, even though there's a sort of federal uncertainty with Attorney General Jeff Sessions, mm-hmm. it seems as though in other states, even more culturally conservative states like Utah, um, marijuana continues to make inroads. So, Well, I think it's just a huge um, alternative to opioids for a lot of things, you know, and, and given the size of the, the opioid epidemic, it seems like a lot of states are looking at it and thinking, you know, this might be the lesser of two evils if they happen to think of marijuana as being an evil. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is actually interesting. I am I am starting to hear a little bit more friction between the medical folks and the recreational oh, folks. Oh, interesting. So like maybe um, another episode? Yeah. Like at Bloom, they have medical too. And if you're a patient, you get to skip the line and go through the patient door. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's all the same inventory. So like there was a guy at the tax meeting who was saying that, you know, the medical, a lot of the medical patients prefer edibles because many of them have some condition or other that you know, they don't really want to smoke anything. Mm-hmm. And he said edibles are also like the mo- the most popular thing amongst like kind of newbie pot people. Right. <laughs> they're, they're like, ooh, a cookie, you know. Um, <laughs> and so he was like, you know, it's really sad because a lot of the, my like regular patients can't get the stuff that like they've been used to getting that is their medication because there's been this run on the recreational side and the distribution system hasn't been set up properly. 
Yeah. Well, I'm excited to read more of your reporting on this. And yeah, I'm big, on the weed beat now. Yeah. Congrats on the <laughs> Washington Post, too. <laughs> yeah. Knocking blocks. Mm-hmm. I will say, too, that when I was in line, um, I talked to these two women, one of whom was a professor at UNR. And she was really funny because she was like, yeah, I feel really exposed because we were sitting in these like folding chairs. Yeah, out you're right on out. Virginia Street. You're right out in the open. I will say a lot of people were complaining about that. Yeah. And that's why no one wanted to use their name. Like they, yeah. they're like, I don't really like being out here like exposed to me. There's still much, very much a stigma. Yes. I mean, I yes. think it's going to take a while for it to feel like Amsterdam and Reno. Yes. For totally. more reasons than just like the lack of waterways. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what she was saying, too. She's like, I feel like I'm in college and I have a fake ID and my parents are going to just, like, bust me any minute. <laughs> I kind of felt like that, too. I know, I know. Yeah. But I, yeah, anything for the podcast. It's true. You know what? It's all in the service of journalism, folks. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap for this quick update episode of Range. You can uh, also, we were going to send out our first newsletter soon. Yes, so sign up for that if you haven't already. And we'll also have another episode uh, with me. And we have some more freelancers contributing pretty soon. So I'm really excited to hear from them. Yes, we've got episodes coming up on neon signs, beach access, and former mines turned into ski resorts. So tune in for that. Thanks. Bye. This episode of Range was produced by me, Julia Ritchie, and me, Amy Westervelt. This season, we received support from the Nevada Humanities Council. Special thanks to David Whited, who does all of our original music. And if you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Original illustrations for each episode are done by James Guthman. You can check those out at rangepodcast.org. Our partner is High Country News, a magazine focused on Western issues. Check them out at hcn.org. And if you have an idea for a show or want to tell us the last thing your parents busted you doing, shoot us a note at howdy at rangepodcast.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and that newsletter I mentioned at the end of the show. See you soon, outlaws. Bye. really quick okay yeah what are we gonna talk are we recording yeah okay cool yeah we should talk about what we had to drink because this is gonna be like two pint-sized margaritas this is like each (laughs) we're channeling buzzfeeds another round here (laughs) that's true i had the kiwi jalapeno margarita and the strabanero yeah that's good you were all about like sweet fruits and hot chilies yeah i don't yeah (laughs) it's it's causing me to sweat profusely I'm so now so sweaty right now <laughs> i know we're in this like it is hot in here this is like a, i don't know if it's the booze or the heat but it's is, hot this is like a, a sauna nursery yeah totally i feel like i'm doing hot yoga and and recording like a, a bro morning show <laughs> exactly. in a nursery <laughs> but it's good i feel i feel real loose <laughs> and, I, and i mean that in all ways yeah yeah mm-hmm. in all ways <laughs> <laughs> Where's my water? <laughs> <laughs>